0: Before going off to seminary, I attended a church in central Virginia. And that church has a ministry with the Richmond City Jail. Going back a few years now, men and women who take part in this ministry visit with folks who are incarcerated. Each week they begin by gathering around God's Word in the form of a Bible study and then they share the Eucharist brought from the reserve sacrament kept at the church. I used to be one of those people who took part in that ministry. Once a month, for two years, I'd leave my office on Thursday afternoons and make the short five-minute drive to the city jail. This is probably not surprising, but this period of meeting for Bible study with incarcerated men has had a deep and lasting impact on me. Every gathering was a privilege that I still very much feel unworthy of. Convened around God's story, the scriptures provided a place for us to cast our hopes, fears, and doubts. And as you can imagine, they provided context for us to talk about our failings, too. There's much that can be said about this season in my life, but one point of learning stands leaps and bounds above the rest, and that is my very deeply held conviction that no one, absolutely no one, should be defined by the lowest point in their life, at least not if we can help it. Like everyone, like everyone, I've made mistakes and have certainly tasted failure. But what those two years made quite clear to me is that my mistakes have often been buffered. They've been softened in terms of their impact on me at every turn by my privilege. And they've been softened by a good number of people who loved me, particularly when it mattered the most. But the good news of the gospel is that from Moses to Paul, and from me to you, the good news is that God never tires of showing us, all of us, what it means to be a God of second chances. He never tires of meeting us at the low point so that we might know the grace of a page turn and a new chapter, a new start. And speaking of second chances, As we turn to our passage from Luke, Jesus brings us this wondrous disclosure from God in the form of a parable. Starting with the first five verses, the scene begins with Jesus being confronted by a group of inquirers. They approach him to ask a question about a bad thing that happened to a group of people. And in response, Jesus talks about another group of people to whom a bad thing also happened to disrupt the corollary they're attempting to make. In short, what's happening here is that Jesus is essentially leveling the playing field to make a point that if bad things happen to someone, it's not because they are worse. If buildings fell as a direct consequence of messing up, none of us would be here, the clergy included. Instead, what he tells them is that there is a baseline of sin and brokenness that we all have a share in. But of course, of course, that's not all. The story continues, and it continues in the way it often does with Jesus in the form of a parable. And in this parable, we're told that there's a man who had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. The guy liked figs, and so he hoped the tree would bring him some. But sorry for him, three years go by and no figs, no fruit is ever born from the tree. Clearly frustrated and tired of waiting, the man calls his gardener and tells him to cut the tree down. Why should we waste the soil, the man asks. But the gardener implores the man to give the tree one more year. Let me put some fertilizer on it. Let me spend some time with it and care for it, he says. And if that doesn't work well and good, then you can cut the tree down and save the soil. At the core of it, at the core of it, the placement of this parable in the wake of the words before it makes a pretty clear statement about human failings and the gift of a new shot that means that we can try again. Yes, there's a baseline of sin and brokenness that we all share in. But there is also an unending well of grace and forgiveness and love that God continually pours into the cracks, into those same broken places. God never desires a story to meet its end at the low point. And because we are joined to God in the death and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth through a cross, through a tree that looked dead we can rest assured that the low point is definitely not the end and that death will never ever win in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen